0: Everybody, Uh, but we're also on tape.
1: We are deep down in the bowels
2: of
0: Leesnesak. Season two, episode seven. Episode 107 of Kamloops last week. Christopher Folds, Magic Mike, and the Bill at the controls.
3: Seven. Well, this is the big one, 107. Two years ago. Two years ago, the San Francisco Giants, the mighty San Francisco Giants, finished first in the National League West. They were projected to finish third or fourth out of five teams. 107 wins holding off the hated of Dodgers who had 106 wins that year. It's the history of cheaters like Barry Bonds. It is organization, the right? most wins ever by the most storied franchise in professional sports. 140 years have been around. 1883 as the Gotham's and the Giants in New York and the Giants in San Francisco and that's the most wins they've ever had in a season only to be scuttled in the best-of-five playoff series against Dodgers when a check swing, horrible check swing called by the umpire gave the Dodgers the win in game five at uh, Oracle Park. You must have hated that check swing.
4: It, it was exactly what I was going to talk about. Um, yeah, what a debacle! It was a debacle. The. the uh,
3: it was a horrible, horrible the, call. The, What's with the Giants? Why do you like the Giants? The
4: ridiculous display that <laughs> was that uh, game.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. we were watching it together, I think, with some coffee at the time. Yeah. That's yeah, right. we were. Yeah. That's right. Why the Giants? Why not the? Why giants? are you obsessed with the Giants? I just when when the when when the MLB uh, stole Montreal, gave them to Washington. It was a big, big. It was a political thing. It was a scam. Uh, I had to pick a team, so I picked the Giants because Felipe Lu used to go there. He 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 managed them. Felipe Lu was the was the legendary Expos manager. Father of Moises that's right, Father Moises, who my first wife was in love with for a I've while. I've been to the Big O and watched the expos. Play. I watched them play the Houston Astros on August sixth, nineteen ninety six. I don't remember was, any dates. Absolutely, it was great. <laughs> I don't remember. Not rain
0: man like you. August sixth, 19- <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was there, and I remember seeing Moises was in, was in right field at the time playing, and that was great. So so you can't pick the Jays because they, um, they have a horrible organization, a horrible ownership. <laughs> again. They have a history. They, they, they backstabbed the Expos and helped exp- expedite them out of Canada. They have an ownership group that tries to kill the CFL by trying to get the NFL to play there. Um, they're just a horrible, horrible team, a horrible organization. Rogers is horrible. The Jays are horrible, so I had to pick a team. So I picked the, uh, the Giants and I've um, stuck with them ever since uh, '05. so there you go.
0: Okay, Mike, how are
3: you doing, what's going on? Well, let me tell you, every time I
4: hear MLB, I think you're talking about Michelangelo Badio, the guitar player that plays (laughs) guitars like this. So it kind of always throws me for a loop. So Uh, I, you know, I'm doing really great. Um, How the dogs? The dogs are insanely cute. They're growing super fast. Uh, One of them could sneak through uh, the, you know how you have the rounded gate of a chain link fence. It could sneak through the corners of it. And this morning he tried to sneak through the corners and mm, no go and he was, Mad and I loved now. it. Yeah, yeah, he's getting bigger. Are you yeah. doing like just pooping everywhere right now? Oh, so much and, poop. Yeah, so much poop. But you're allowed to put it into the, um, the new compost. Uh, the new compost, because
0: Glenn Farrow said we could. You can't. I could. didn't realize it. I don't know. I'm just saying. Cause i may you put did. mine in the garbage can still. Yeah, that's where I put it. Anyways, I, I just figured that. I might get a letter from the city, man. Yeah, that's true. you can do that. But
4: uh, yeah, they're really cute and they're learning and, and uh, they're kind of overwhelming. It's like having
3: toddlers again, isn't it?
4: Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's pretty tough, but but
3: they're really cute. Great show today. Oh, wait, Mike has big news today, too. It was, it was kind of a milestone you posted on social media. Oh, medias. yes,
4: yeah, yeah, big news. Uh, something happened yesterday, which was uh, the start of something pretty amazing. Uh, PV Electronics, uh, which is a lot of the equipment that we're talking on and, and using right now. Uh, my dad started working with them as a, uh, a music store and AV company back in uh, 83, 83. Right. so 40 years later rain man remember yesterday <laughs> <It's 83>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was 83 yeah no, literally 40 the, years uh, the later break up by
4: one yeah, point you know, it's I, horrible I, I, Yes, 40 years later. 40 years later, we sent out the first shipment of samples to all our sales reps in uh, the United States, and they are now our distributor, and where my dad was
3: working with Hartley Peavy. It's a pretty cool full circle thing going on It's amazing.
4: It's amazing. And our whole team's excited about it, and it's the start of really great things. Yeah, and business is booming here. It's booming, just like our guitars, big, powerful, booming sound. Yes, <laughs> and we might actually, with our
0: two guests, have a competition throwing one of your guitars.
4: I think that would be really great. I've always, Dad and I, in the 90s, uh, we were trying to think of like ideas for, for sales, and we thought it would be fun to do like a um, local town hero throwing contest, and you'd <laughs> fill one guitar with cement and not tell somebody. You know, yeah. and do that. But I think we got Olympian and, and world gold medal winner, why not throw some guitars, yeah.
0: 16 pounds, and I and, uh, and raise some money for, for some charity? KCW Christmas Cheer Fund. Yeah. Could be, know. yeah. We've already taped the interview. We have Dylan Armstrong, Olympic bronze medalist shot putter. He's the coach of Ethan Katzberg, who's now a world champion gold medalist in hammer throw. And he's training right here in Kamloops from Nanaimo. And he's got nice uh, locks. Looks like a Viking. Yeah. He's got a mustache. <laughs> so good interview. Stay tuned for that. For now. Yesterday's council meeting,
3: bizarre. It was bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah. Normally, Kamloops <laughs> Council does not meet uh, on the Tuesday following a long weekend. It almost never does. But because they have this pressing issue in Noble Creek, in the north, 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 northwest side, the north part of west side <coughs> we've talked about it before there's 41 properties there many farmers provada water winery uh, Dieter duties yeah. um uh, thistle farm some hay farms out there that provide feed to cows and stuff anyway there's a bunch of farms there that need to irrigate their land there's an issue with the intake there there's an issue with the um, yeah. with the water system and they have to figure it out and Rip then and, and, and they've been talking to this city and the city has been talking to them and the ministry and they're trying to figure out what to do to this thing what's the future and they thought they'd come to a resolution yesterday but they're down to a few options, and they're and they're going to figure it out. But during the meeting, and those uh, folks from there was a group from Noble. Creek there There's a group again who, who came to to, to speak to, to just 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 to reiterate that you know this is what they'd like to see, and, and it never. It, I don't think it went till five thirty or six, and I had to go to a meeting after that. So I don't think it was resolved, but I think they're getting down to the nitty gritty of, of to, to fix to figure out what to do with this thing, which is good. However, that meeting went, went, started at one thirty. Uh, it went. Well, I had, I had to go into a, into a work meeting at 4.30, and it was still going on. And then 5.30, I come out, and Michael was still covering it. So I, I think uh, they, they got some options. But the weird thing about the meeting was during the meeting yeah. a couple times, it kind of got sidetracked. The mayor, Reed Hamer Jackson, wanted to read into, into the minutes uh, a transcript of a telephone call that he had recorded with the CAO of the city, David Trowin. And he kept trying to do it, and the, the, the corporate officer, Maria Mazzotto, was cautioning him, no, you can't do that because, we, you know, legal-wise, we, we have to review the transcript, and we got to find out. And then Michael O'Reilly, the counselor, says, "Well, oh, I want to check the authenticity, to which Reed says, what do you mean authenticity? I talked to him. I taped him. <laughs> Maria says, well, did he know he was being taped? And the mayor says, well, I don't know, I was in my car taping him. And then it went, oh, No, no, <laughs> you, you can't do that. Um, and this was, this was supposed to be during the public, in, this was the public inquiry session. Well, it session. started at the public inquiry session. So, so first of all, the mayor handed the transcript to one of the users of the Noble Creek system who was going to read it into the thing <laughs> yeah. because Maria advised that as, as mayor, he cannot read it in during the public inquiry session because he'd be in a conflict and he could be disqualified. It gets very technical. Dale very Bass piped in and told the mayor to pipe down. No, and, it was, <laughs> it and, then, and then at the very start of the meeting, before all that happened, I guess there was some kind of uh, some kind of issue before the meeting between the council because as it started, the mayor was hot. He was running hot, yeah. and uh, and he was talking about people getting out of his ear. And then he even said, "And Councilor Hall, it's none of your business where I was this morning." And it was just, it was it was bizarre. Now, 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 granted, I'm listening to this as working, right? So you're just hearing this, even yeah. if you watch it on the. I listen on the to YouTube, it. they don't show any, they don't show them. They show, they, there's, a, there's a, a graphic up there, but you hear them. So it, was, it started out as a gong show. It ended as oh. a gong show. And it, it was bizarre because they're there to talk about a specific issue that's very important to 41 people and to the food, food security of our region. And it, it kept getting sidetracked by these snipes going back and forth. And it was just bizarre.
0: There seemed to be some disagreement about the stage they should be at of organizing their committees or, or going forward with this. Yeah, at, working at, groups. Working and all groups. Because yeah. Bill Sarai started talking, yeah. saying, well, why aren't we doing more now? Because like, yeah. we're not going to meet for
3: another, because we're going away. To the- yeah, so we've go- we got to go to the UBCM in Whistler, I think it is. And then the mayor says, well, why are we even here now if we're not making a decision? So there's there even disagreement on whether they should be meeting and what they should be meeting about. Yeah, uh, This thing is drawn on for so long. And they don't have time for this. No, they don't have this, time for this. For this
0: specific issue, especially.
3: No, they should just get it done. And I don't understand... I don't understand why it's taking so long. I mean, they, they have the meeting. Uh, 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 Greg Whiteman wrote a long, detailed, good report with a bunch of recommendations, and then he presented it again yesterday. And he's getting he's getting in the crossfire too. He's getting, I think, uh, unfairly attacked by some people too. He's doing his job on behalf of the city to try to protect the city's assets, to protect the city's liability issues, and to try to help these 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 users of the of the water system, but. Um, it's just drag, It's been dragging on for years, never mind just weeks and months here. And um, I, I just found it, um, it was kind of bizarre and funny that they're dealing with this super important urgent issue that got sidetracked over four or five hours by these weird personal grudges, that you can call them, I guess, personal grudges, uh, that are so evident, it's so evident when they're talking to each other. It's just, it doesn't seem to be repairing itself, does it? Yeah.
0: Okay, let's move on to Bill. Go to the slide here, slide two. So yes, this is the proficiency scale used in British Columbia. We're going to talk about it's back to school coming up. Yeah, so we're we have talk a, about,
3: <coughs> yeah the paper today. We have a newspaper out today, uh, September sixth, and we have uh, three kind of featureish stories on, on issues, and one of them is um, the fact that this year the province province wide has has gone away from letter grades from from kindergarten to grade nine. And instead, they're they're using the provisions. And scale. that's not brand new. No, and in fact, Camloops, the kamloops Thompson School District was one of a few last year that did the pilot. So, so my stepdaughter's in grade seven. At um, she's starting grade eight this week at Camloops uh, School of the Arts. She's been under this this kind of system in grade uh, six and seven. Um, for the last two years, so we're, we're used to that. Uh, it, it's always been the, the case from, I think, primary K to three, Yeah. but gr- letter grade started grade four to 12 in our day, and even just even last year in most districts. Kamloops was a pilot project, so they're used to this. So this is new to, but from grade four to nine now, so it's K to nine, this year four to nine across the province, it'll be new to a lot of parents everywhere in BC. So instead of a little Johnny coming home and getting an A or a C or a B plus, they have this and 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 they, they you know merging developing proficient extending mm-hmm. at first i thought this was kind of crazy but i was totally thinking this is just another one of the these soft the world soft, softening you know, the world we're woke not preparing culture, our kids yes, properly for real life having looked into it read a couple of yeah. uh, articles, I, I, I scanned a study they did on this, and then listening to all the people talk, including the, the teachers union, Ronda Nixon, the, the the superintendent, even even some provincial people, it makes sense to me.
0: It's, a, it's about
3: development, focusing on the process
0: rather than the final product, mm-hmm. asking the right questions, mm-hmm. also fighting against AI actually
3: was an interesting one I heard yeah, too because yeah, yeah, he, right. it's not just
0: about the answers it's no. about the
3: that, Well, do you harder. understand it like <clears throat> like uh, the best thing I heard described someone m- mentioned letter grades are, are good not all kids learn the same way some are visual learners some are uh, verbal some are you know uh, text based learners but Anyone can study and regurgitate something yeah. and get an A. Just not about just memory. But yeah, but do they do they understand the context? Right. Do they understand it? Whereas this, I think, and and what this is interesting is not only do they get the emerging, developing, proficient, or extending. So you the,
0: are still being graded
3: in you're a graded. way. graded, and this is this is this is you know the the students doing really well, yeah. remarkable. This is really good. This they probably need some help c- catching up. But also, rather than just give the A or the B and say great work, Johnny, or you need to pull your socks up, they actually th- they go deeper into what the kid is learning of so the parent, um, the the president of the um, KTTA, the local teacher union, kind of joked saying that we like this, but it does it's a little more work as we have to do more. You know, yeah. Ex, but that's good because then you don't you don't just get the merging. The teacher will most teachers I think will will get go into detail as to as to what what they need to do or how how are they doing. I think it's good. It's about ongoing learning. That's one of the
0: big. It's being inclusive. Yeah. But there is a there's a side of me too, and I see it. It's like taking the scores out of soccer for kids. Kind of that's the first thing in my mind. It's yeah. like participation ribbons kind of thing. But I I agree with you. I kind of I've come around on it. I talked to a teacher friend of mine last mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. and she is basically in favor of this and. thinks it's good, although she was, she was a perfectionist student, Mm -hmm. and she would have been, she told me like, I would have really not liked not being able to get A's. because yes, I want to get A's. It's
3: all about you know when you you know when my kids got their report cards, there were always A's and B's. And yeah, I never ever got that when I was a kid, and so you're proud of your kids, and then you want to put that on. Oh, look, you have to go have to pizza hut. A. Get the right. plastic cups with the ice in it. Now you now you'll see a bunch of Facebook posts with my
2: kids extending.
0: <laughs> He's extending. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> it's still. I guess this that is kind of like an A. I guess. That, that's I mean, that's
3: an A B. I think that's that's probably a, a C <laughs> C plus, and then these kids are they're lost. Those ones there. So <laughs> but, I'm just kidding. I'm I just kidding. I hate
4: <laughs> Report card day. My sister also hated it, but for a different reason. Uh, Report card day for my sister, she was a straight-A student. She was younger, and, you know, I think she just hated seeing what would go on with in our household oh yeah when I brought my report card home. And I and I also agree, people learn differently. Yep. Uh, I consider myself like a tactile learner. I gotta touch and feel yeah. it and, and, yep. and go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do love to learn new things and once I've learned them I move on to something mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. And that was always a problem in the traditional school system. So I can see how this could be a real good um
3: yeah. System. I think it's a fuller it's a fuller look at the kids and how they're learning. And once you get to grade just, 10, yeah. you, it's back to grades. 10, 11 12 10, still 11, 12. grades because of the, the they have to work it out with the post secondary institutions because they have to have grades to get in there. Yeah. You now that may change going forward, but they have to work with the universities like True and UBC to say, well, cuz right now the you know, you have to have grade point average, you have to have, you know, A's and B's to get into this school or this school or this school. I'm sure that they'll eventually did you get good grades in that. high school? No, no. In English and socials, I had really good grades, but yeah, the math oh, and science, English and
4: socials, suck.
3: Yeah, the same <laughs> Math and science and uh, and trades, I I, I failed. Yeah, uh, French eight, I failed. I.E. Oh. which was industrial education, where you take those in grade eight, you take woodwork and then metalwork and then yeah. electronics and drafting. Failed all that because I don't. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, completely I, the only thing lost that I, I
4: that s- saved me in English. Uh, was being you know when you gave the the speeches the the presentations the, presentations mm-hmm. that's the only reason I passed English <laughs> yeah, you <were> very dramatic <laughs> nice. You're I, I could head. do that really yeah, well yeah. writing I hate it I hate the look of my own handwriting mm. everything
0: well and some people are petrified of doing the public speaking part but you like that oh, they I loved say it.
3: they say um, the last I think last year they had a study and they say the the um, uh, Death is the second fear, greatest fear yeah. of humans. Number one is public speaking. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm teaching
0: my first class today. You are. He's University. going to teach
3: at True. He's, he's a professor. We're going to put you oh. in that uh, that Reed Hamer Jackson thing <laughs> with the little <yellow> cat going <laughs> yeah. on. there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a professor. I'm a sessional <laughs> instructor. He's a professor. Professor <laughs> Hastings
0: here. A's, B's, C's, D's. No yes. proficiency yes. scale.
4: Yeah. You know, when you have math, there's there's the right or the wrong answer. Yeah. Uh, and I try to help um, my niece who's uh, in grade nine math. Have you guys tried doing grade nine I can't do grade six math she she failed because of me and the teacher said you need to do it the way I tell you how to do it I
3: can't figure it out we
4: got all the right answers but there's a way and it's a way of thinking because you know you can take a picture of a math equation now and it'll come up with the the answer it's uh, so
2: yeah
3: once you figure out the cool thing with math and science I think is once you figure out how to do it and it clicks then you can do any equation in the world because there's a there's a path Mm -hmm. whereas with social studies or English it's more subjective right? I just, yeah. There's I no right or wrong. I got good
0: grades up until grade 10, and then I just started into the dope. social life.
3: Well, dope and drinking and
0: yeah. rugby and, <laughs> and discovered the opposite sex and all downhill.
4: All downhill since then. Uh, my socials teacher said if Mike paid half as much attention to his own work as he does to everybody else's business, he might be passing my course right now. That's what he said to my sister.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I remember grade 10, Mrs. Vance. Miss Vance. Was I this had, at Abbey? Uh, Abby Junior. I, I was I head over heels. I, I had a, I had a, I had a hot. Teacher. You were hot for of, teacher? Big crush. I <laughs> miss yeah. Miss Vance. I wonder if she is now. Right yeah. now. I mean, yeah, that was interesting.
0: Moving right along. Anyway, yeah. Shand- one more Shandy story. Sean Brady wrote a story. Federal Housing Minister Sean Fraser. Considering a cap on the number of international students in Canada because of a housing crisis.
3: Yes, yes, that was um, so. In last week's newspaper, uh, we, every month we run a column from True T- Thompson Rivers University from the president Brett Fairburn, and he writes about whatever. And, and you know, we we allow counselors, school trustees, and and True to write a column once a once a month just to let yep. people know what they're doing. So last week he he wrote a long longish column on the international student dilemma, the proposal, the possibility that there'll be a cap on the number of international students coming to, to Canada. And Brett furburn the, the the president, wrote wrote a column, and he was saying that it, it, it it's not a great idea. He never touched on the fact that True makes a ton of money off you know our students. He was talking about the cultural, you know, the the experiences, how what we gain from their cultures and all that. So we did a story in this week's newspaper. Sean did talking to. Um, True about uh,
0: they're charged almost double international students, yeah. They
3: get about double. So, if you pay six grand, say, for for uh, as a as a, as a Canadian resident to go to true, they pay uh, like a lot, or, or, or not, or nine, they pay 18 or whatever it is. So, um, so the story was um, uh, about that, about the, the proposal. The housing minister he, he he cited the housing crisis as one reason they're mulling this idea. He also cited in an interview with CBC, um, There have been examples, he says, firm examples of known fraud, not with the universities, but with these private colleges, many fly-by-night pop-ups, you know, you know, whatever university or you know private college in Toronto or Vancouver or whatever, where they'll they'll recruit students to come here under the false pretense that they actually have classes for them and they take the money and then these students are left high and dry some are homeless or um, they'll uh, the other the other fraud that was alluded to was that you know they might be bringing them in as an immigration scam and there's really no school to go to but he says housing was the one one thing and this was another issue that he's looking at there's been no decision made but if if this comes through there's a cap who knows what the cap is? It could hurt the schools like Drew that they get they get a lot of money
0: from. from the, the We contacted Tiu though, and well, Sean did, yeah. and their response:
3: they're worried about um, that getting the blame. be, being blamed, and also yeah. racism. Yeah, the, as well. yeah. Their their response was: well, you know, their uh, the, the internet the, the, this possible policy may may, uh, may put um, the uh, the wrong blame on students for a problem they didn't create. For, for no problems or, that
0: are, are at home at our their our own they're problems. All, they're already
3: there. Yeah. And, and and there's an argument to be made that you know do international students as a whole contribute to the housing crisis uh, do they take uh, housing that would otherwise be for Canadians who were living there. I don't know. I've had renters in my place. I had, yeah, you've had big, uh, sexy, big Sexy from, German. from, from Germany. Yeah. Too and, many uh, too many late nights with, late nights with the ladies coming the, over. Well, and you're and all alone but he was a nice, yeah. he was a good guy, but yeah. I also had Canadians too. Yeah. So it's a pretty good debate going on right now whether or not um, should they do the cap. If they do the cap, would it even help alleviate the housing crisis? Does it even relate to the housing crisis right now? I don't know. After our story went out, I, I uh, always um, you know tweet it, put it on X Twitter, and um, there's been a pretty good responses to it and some and, and there were some people critical saying um one of them he ran for council Randy Sunderman he, he ran for Sundermaniacs. yeah and he um he, he's uh he's a pretty uh, intelligent guy a policy guy and he 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 tweeted and said uh um true should be doing what other universities are doing and building on uh more residential Uh, Places for their students rather than high-end condos for the private sector market. Now, True has has built some stuff. They're building stuff across Summit Drive when they bought that apartment building, College Heights. But on the other side, they have what looks it's work camp trailers where students. There's 114, I think, and yeah, you need those things there, but. It, it, does, it really looks shoddy, if you ask me. They're living in these, yeah. these, tr- these work camp trailers. Maybe they should be building permanent places there. So the argument from some on Twitter is, True is not doing enough to build housing for students. It's their responsibility. They should be doing it, the university. And they'll argue, we are doing it. The critics say, not enough. Instead, you got the REACH. You got all those private, for-profit, uh, beautiful condos that nobody could afford, really. Yeah. So there's that argument, too, coming out of it.
0: Sunderman just missed out on council, right? I I think he was ninth or tenth, and the top eight got in. If I was running his campaign, he'd be in. He would, the the Sundermaniacs. That's what I would call supporters. See, Randy rally around that, and in in two thousand
3: twenty-six, Randy Sunderman and all
0: the Sundermaniacs. Just that. Randy needs the professor in his corner. Yeah, I'm telling you, he'd be in right now just based on the marketing. Yeah. Okay, let's move on now to Folder Dash. Folder Dash. Folder Dash.
2: Folder
4: Dash.
0: Folder Dash. This segment, we combine your love of the English language with your tendency to blow up on social media. Today's word of the day, Bill. If I like may, there it is. Running hot line bling. You know the Drake song, Hotline yeah, yeah, Bling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a bit different because this is a DM from your daughter. <laughs> she reached out to me and said. Folds has to be on, and she called it the run. On Folds, he fired up. She called the segment. Right? It's called Folder Dash. <laughs> hey, She's got a job
3: teaching in, in uh,
0: Saanich as a TLC. Oh. So uh, She'll be on, this, on the scale there. Hopefully she'll be there, yeah. But she said, You're, my dad's running hot. You have to talk about this on the show. You, and so here's the message that you, that you sent. This is a DM <laughs> from, from you to her. This just proves that
3: Drake. Do we have a slide for this? I don't know if we do. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, yeah well, we'll can't see, even she, no. She asked me um, before this. She says she sent me a text that, that showed Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. He's a big singer apparently, and he was he, he he set a record for most for the most people to concert in Vancouver history. Ed Sheeran, that was up here in the blue, and she said and she and she sent me a text. That he's wearing a Lions jersey. Yeah, and she goes, look at this. It's a story about he, he broke the record, and then she couldn't believe that he broke the record of all the artists in the world. And I said, I always loved Ed Sheeran because he's wearing a Lions jersey. Drake wore a Grizzlies jersey. Stroman Swift. Drake's West. he's he's oh the guy's a he's 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 a what do you call it? <laughs> <a> bandwagon jumper. <laughs> okay. Whoever whoever's frontrunner, whoever's winning, that's his his uh, his, his. No, his
0: Swift is off the board. That was like a obscure draft pick near the end of the franchise in in, yeah. in Vancouver. So I I because I was at the concert by the way, the Drake concert. Yeah, of course. You and were. I'm not a, I'm not a Drake fan, but
3: you, How you, How you, How you well, let me just so she said she said, she said i can't believe you know, wouldn't Drake be the one to break it, not Ed Sheeran? And I just responded. You absolutely lost it. You said, this just proves that Drake is
0: a grifter. He can't even sing. He canceled his first concert in Van because the video screen is broken. Do you think Bob Dylan needs a video screen? You think Elvis needed a video screen? Are we at a concert or a movie? If Drake was such a great singer, why has he never sang the national anthem at a Raptors game? Because he cannot sing if his life depended on it. I sound better at karaoke at the Central. He is a commodity, he is a product, he is nothing more than a Starbucks, latte, mocha, whatever you order. All style, no substance. At least Ed Sheeran can sing, play an instrument, read music and compose. None of which Aubrey brackets, Drake can do. It's true. You
3: lost it. I stand by that. Why do you have such a thing against hip-hop? Well, I don't have a thing against hip-hop. I just have, a, I have an ethos I live by. What does, what does, what, what does a chocolate bar and, uh, uh, and music have in common? The first thing you do, you throw away the wrapper.
0: <laughs> but, but why do you, you...
3: You can't do that, first
0: of all. You can't... I did jokes. that, Professor.
3: Don't worry about it. And <laughs> why, but why? I don't, I don't hate... Hey, young MC... I like that. You know, it's because the, the only
0: movie. thing that is good to you is anything that happened between like 1980 and 1995 with pipes in Abbotsford. <laughs> <laughs> like so you know, like Van Halen and ACDC and if it didn't
3: happen then, it can't be good. Rap happened in the, in the 90s and I, well, 80s. Yeah, but
0: you didn't, you didn't like it so it no, wasn't good. Like I know it, well. Rap did too. You Seven like Drake. Eights. So, it 70s, 70s. happened in the 70s. Well, that happened uh, in the 70s. Sugar Hill game. Hip hop yeah, is 40
3: yeah. years, 50 years old right now. I have nothing against hip hop or rap. You do. What I do is I have, I have everything against Drake. He's he's a fraud. He's not talented. I don't know why people think he's great. He can't sing. He sits there and talks. He he he, he all he is 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 a he, he, he's a very good promoter that. of his own Commodity, as I say, and he is—he's a front front runner too. When the, when the when the Raptors were playing the Golden State Warriors, the day before the game, he's wearing a Warriors jersey and, and, and sucking up to Steph Curry, and then at the game, he's yelling at them. He's, he's—he's he's horrible. He's not true. He's not genuine. I,
0: I went to the concert, and I'm just kind of playing Devil's Advocate because I don't particularly like Drake. He's—I don't like the mumble rap style. Yeah. And he—it it was very like, um, the hook, the hook of the song, the intro is good, and then it's the same thing. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Uh, it's, I just, but he has an army of fans, and you, you just have no respect for for this, this kind of um, this of, uh, for rap in
3: general, for the genre. Watch, I think Eminem is is a, is a, is a genius. Name me one Eminem song. Well, that one where he talks about Slim Shady.
4: <laughs> uh, lose yourself.
3: Yeah, that's uh, great, great music. I think it's a good. That's valid. not my thing, but I, I can see. Here's the thing, I can't, I, I can't stand. Yes right I can't stand rush I can't I get in a bad mood listening to Rush whoa, whoa, no whoa, let me finish whoa, whoa, let me finish gosh. let What's me no. Rush? let me finish the sound personally I just can't stand it I Metallica I don't like but I can but I can turn around and say they are genius musicians they're musicians musicians they are brilliant they're amazing I don't like the music the same cannot be said well, oh, it, this guy
0: are you sure have you really t- read his lyrics There's a reason he has an army a legion of fans who worship this guy you maybe you just can't relate to him, A so deep you, you deep just, like he was—he wasn't playing at the Highwaymen in 1989. <laughs> he can't be good.
3: Have you read his lyrics? I've listened to enough, and I thought quite of poetry. Isn't it? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I guess now Bob Dylan has to stand aside because he's going to get what you know the Nobel Prize for Literature next, right? Is no. that what you're saying? No, I. I Bob, uh, Dylan Bob
4: Dylan got it. Bob
3: Dylan got it. it. Bob Dylan got it. <laughs> and that all, that's all that needs to be said. Mike, Mike Bob you have Dylan you thoughts is, on this? You're the music He's an artist.
4: Uh, first of all, I'm dumbfounded that uh, you don't like, um, I don't uh, like the music. Rush or, or no, Metallica I no, or... No. no, but but, what but, you but like? you're
3: missing the point, though. Red Hot Chili Peppers, do you like... Yeah, they're all right. But I'm just recognizing that, that Rush in particular, right, three-man three, three, three band, right, and... Um, and and Metallica, Diddy Lee near pe- they're, in Alex they're they're, they're like they're they're genius performers. They're musicians, without without part They're, they're producers and they play the they're, parts. They're amazing, and they're but they're so good but but I just don't like the, I just hate that prog rock I hate it whereas let, let's talk about Milli Vanilli for example they were frauds we all know that the music sucked they they weren't real the backup singers sang it all like the monkeys. the monkeys, for example yeah so I we still can, listen to
4: oh speaking of I still monkeys.
3: like it yeah The Last Train to Clarksville that yeah. was a good song yeah I like that one <laughs>
4: yeah. but I'm just saying
3: don't you see what I'm saying I, I'm not I'm not saying they're bad I'm saying they're they're fantastic it's just I don't like that music and I just that's, and there's a difference Drake is bad and I don't like his music you would, you would and have And that's, that's an objective
0: truth. You would have liked because one of his running mates couldn't get across the border. Oh. So, he, so he brought in this big star rapper who I don't even know who he was, mm-hmm. this Travis Scott guy. Your daughter got all mad at me because he didn't know who he was. Scott, but it was the best of part of the concert because yes. he, like, he surprised everybody and came out and he came out to The Undertaker's music oh, yeah. and the place went nuts. <laughs>
3: Oh, you see, and there, there, there again. You say that one of Drake's uh, people couldn't get across the border. Yeah. So instead of sticking with him like Zach Brown Band did, Zach Brown Band came up to play Vancouver uh, two years ago, and one member of the band couldn't get across the border because some overzealous guard. No, would Drake let him didn't want to let people go. Oh, <laughs> so the Zach Brown Band says sorry. We're, we're going to re- reschedule, but we are a team. As one go, goal, all goes. Drake, oh no, it's all about Drake, and he Look, leaves the guy at the no, border. The guy's got, probably still can, in the ditch right things. now. He's the gonna, guy's probably still down there. He's probably homeless in Bellingham right shows. now, and Drake's going up there right well, now. What do you
4: have to do to get stopped? Not like. That's a terrible argument. No, Stones?
0: do No, because no, he's a team Canada. player. You wanted to stop Fault the show. up. Yep. Eighteen thousand. Meanwhile, he canceled the night before, but to cancel again because oh. my pal can't. Instead, he so, goes out of his oh, way. Oh, so his
3: pal, his pal gets stuck at the border and he and he leaves him there homeless. <laughs> yet, 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 a, 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 a video screen doesn't work and he can't do the show because he it's without the video. There's Drake no show. gets
0: on the hotline bling. Who does he call? Travis Scott from Texas. He comes all the way to Vancouver. He probably for walks the show over the guy at the border to please who's in the, the ditch. people.
3: Back to my original point. Yeah. He got a way bigger pop than Drake. Right. So. So he so so he, so he so he cancels the show because electronics don't work. Is he not a, is he not a singer? But he he can't cancel the show. He wanted his to give their the fans a the full order. experience, and we don't know exactly what happened. You're just saying that happened. Was the
4: screen just that it wouldn't go we up? Know, we know G, no no no. It's, it's a very the Roger whole show is said.
0: centered around. It's like a weird eight-sided screen that all incorporated with his act.
4: Is yeah. there yeah. A, a guitar on stage with with Drake? No. Then I'm he's dead to me. Yeah, yeah. he's dead to me. Quite frankly,
3: I didn't like it either. Well, Elvis, he wasn't very good. Elvis. Elvis could, do, look at the 68 special, there was no screen, it was just Elvis and the, and, and, and the fans doing their thing.
0: Okay, outside of that, because that was a bit of a rough go for me, but we had a great, great weekend. We had a great weekend, Mike, great didn't weekend. we? Um, yeah,
4: it, it involved uh, my two new puppies, Monty Montgomery and uh, Nuno Barkincourt. And uh, yeah, it's. It, I didn't realize that you had such a gag reflex to picking up dog poop before. But um,
3: yeah, yeah, that's weird. Well, it's, it's only certain types that have that ammonia smell that come from it. That's from growing up in, in Abbas, or the smell of money, right? It's pig manure. Some dogs, only some dogs, <laughs> have the uh, have that ammonia. We, so sometimes it brings back to some trauma. We trained them last week, but this week we brought them to a racetrack.
4: Yes, because they are uh, 11-week-old puppies, and they do exactly what we want them to do. Right, and. Yeah. And you know how we got them to do what we wanted them to do? We used uh, McDonald's fries. You just because put a fry in the middle of the track. so good. And, uh, yeah, just, you
0: can train them really well with that. Do you um, know who kept on ruining it, though? Terry Lowe. He would drive one of his Volkswagen cars, electric, mm-hmm. and you can find them at Volkswagen. They're mm-hmm. still in stock. He'd go onto the track because he loves fries so much. He'd take the fries. He's a fry burglar. He's a fry burglar. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) I'll tell you what, the puppies, it was dirty. It was dirty. Well, it had that rain, right? So a little muddy out there. So we had to go to Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center Mm -hmm. for the big one sale. It's on right now. You buy any two qualifying Maytag and Whirlpool kitchen appliances, you can save $200. You buy three, you get three honey off. But while you're there, which we had to do, they have washing machines. Mm -hmm. And they actually have a dryer. That is specifically made for pets. I was just there. You can put animals in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It it picks up more dog hair. It's got oh. a special insert that attracts all the dog well, like hair. The, right. like so that's a, lint a huge trap problem. Gets yeah. stuck in in, yeah. in
4: the blankets and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And after that, we went to McDonald's again because
3: you wanted to go to the Aberdeen Playland. I did, and I wanted a coffee. I wanted to jump into the balls to like cool off.
0: Because you like yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing a bit of whining again, though. Mm-hmm. Again, um,
3: the Volkswagen. You were kind of. Well, I thought the rate. I thought the interest rates. I thought the lease rates were high, but apparently they're pretty. They're low.
4: L O W E low. Yeah,
3: they are. And I thought, well, we're not going to find any there, but apparently,
0: <laughs> you don't have to wait. Yeah, there's a lot in stock. You go to Volkswagen and Kamloops mm-hmm. right now. You can find everything. There's no luxury tax. Up to nine thousand dollars in government rebates available too. So, get over to Volkswagen to Kamloops. Great weekend. <laughs> Let's move on now. Unless it's electric, it's like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the Tattle of Hastings, brought to you by McDonald's. Ba, 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 ba. Well, we kind of did that in harmony. Yep. That's kind of Good morning. How are you doing today?
2: I'm okay. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. I have a question for you. For sure. If you could have one job in the world, what would it be?
3: Mm, probably something to do with like fabric and like textile stuff.
0: Oh, are you into sewing and design and fashion?
3: Yeah,
0: I like to sew. oh you do what have you sewed lately
3: uh lots of bags I just kind of buy like fabric and cut it out I don't use a pattern or
0: anything okay I just
3: kind of
0: yellow it well it sounds like you're talented thank you Thank
3: you.
0: if I could do one job I would probably be a McDonald's drive through attendant so I could tell people about the grand big mac and about how the summer drink day special has been extended to late in September and about how the filet fish is underrated getting a phone call one second i'd like to order please now if i could i'd like to order two coffee both medium
3: okay
0: uh one decaf both with two cream for
3: sure
0: was that confusing
3: no
0: that's easy (laughs) that's easy okay thank you i'd like to make an announcement please okay you've done a great job this morning
3: thank
2: you thank
1: you okay (laughs) bye-bye
0: uh, pushing the weight limit of what's allowed up here at this desk for the first time. (laughs) Dylan Armstrong, Olympic medalist, bronze medalist, Ethan Katzberg, world champion, hammer throw. Thanks for having us. Ethan, 81.25 meters at the world championships, broke your own national record, the youngest ever men's hammer throw world champion, the youngest medalist in the history of the event, the first Canadian male to reach the podium in hammer throw at Worlds, world champion.
2: Yeah, that's quite a list. <laughs> <laughs> when
0: you hear all that, what, what comes into your mind?
2: Uh, um, overwhelming, I'd say. You know, that's a lot lot going on there. But, um, you know, obviously I'm extremely happy to, uh, you know, have that as a bit of a title. And what's these last couple weeks been like for you? Yeah, there's a lot going on. But um kind of trying to avoid too much, taking a bit of time to, you know, rest and recover, you know, and just kind of... Um, go over the uh, past season and then uh, prepare for the next season. Let's go back
0: to Hungry. Dylan, just what was your take on when he threw that, the one
1: that went 81.25? Did you know right then, like, that's a massive throw? For sure. I mean, especially at his age, only being 21. um, I was surprised, but I wasn't. Um, The training had been going well leading up into World Championships. I knew he was capable. We've had a great year so far. We had a good, long, hard winter, good spring. Had some good meets over in Europe, uh, you know, pre-Worlds. And then leading up to Worlds, we went to Germany, had a training camp there, started to come up even a little more. And uh, you know even throwing a fantastic qualification mark um, over 81 meters. That was when I was like, "Wow, okay."
0: Yeah, well, and that that one broke the Canadian record. Or the day before, right? Yeah. yeah. I saw the video of that one, and when you I think when you threw that one, you almost like you almost fist pumped right away because you, you I think you knew
2: that was big. That was the 81.25. That was the 81.25. The 81.25. Oh, so the 81.18. I don't think I did anything. I just kind of walked out. I knew it was far, <laughs> but I didn't want to like. Start celebrating in a qualifying, right? So right. I, I wanted to save it for uh, the final. But you knew, so the eighty-one-two-five. Then, like you knew when that came out of your hand, like that's a beauty. My, yeah, absolutely. So the the throws leading up to that, almost all of them were over eighty meters. So I was like, okay, I'm capable. Now I just need to connect everything together, and I think that was when everything kind of lined up. So I knew I knew it was definitely a good throw. He came over to me and said,
1: you know, basically.
2: You know, I feel good, and I'm like, you gotta stop playing around now. Like, you're ready,
1: right? If you, if you, know, if you're that consistent around hoovering around 80 meters, um, you know, we we knew he had a big one in him. Is there? Yeah. What do you say to him? Like, do you say like, hey, okay, like, give her hell
0: right now? Or what do you say? Well, to him? I tend
1: not to do that a lot because he, otherwise, he can get too excited. And, yeah. You know, obviously, hammer being, you know, you have to be pretty technical to have a good throw um, you can't pull it and so just yeah him him uh, you know getting in that zone and and really focusing on technique and then you compound the adrenaline on that that's uh, you know how he was able to produce that throw.
3: Well what do you do in between I think we've asked another athlete this I mean how do you not get stressed out get the yips like you got to wait a certain time before your next throw and then you've you know, you're watching others or whatever.
2: What do, you, do, do you stay away from the coach? Do you like to talk to people, um, isolate? In in that competition, I definitely isolated myself. Like, I'd have a quick conversation with Dylan. Yeah. You know, okay, maybe think about this. Or, like, we had two kind of cues going in, and it was, like, going left um, and getting my right foot down and, like, just looking up at the end. Yeah. Um, it's like almost like swing thoughts in golf. Yeah. When right? you're yeah. yeah. getting, in, what are you getting into that
1: competition, setting in that big of competition um, the worst thing you can do is have a whole bunch of cues and yeah. keep things basic don't try and complicate <laughs> anything and, and we knew going in we've, we've already had talks about that and just you know he's pretty technically sound so you know he's not gonna veer off from yeah. doing too much than what we've already done in training right. and just one or two simple cues that work.
2: So and then yeah, during the competition I definitely isolated myself mm-hmm. you know didn't want to talk to anyone didn't want to focus on what everyone else was doing in the circle like I knew some of the distances and knew kind of where I needed to be but um you know they're going to do what they're going to do and I I have to do you know I have to perform as well do you listen to any music
3: to get you going do you just no no just kind of
2: yeah like I I, I'd often just kind of like close my eyes and just kind of just like um kind of visualize my throat yeah yeah
1: um he may not I mean he he's not going to tell you he's very laid back I mean he he that's what makes him unique and (coughs) He can turn it on yeah. when he needs to, and he can turn it off. That's and so, a, that's a gift. which is, it is for sure. And that's, I think that, you know, is um, a big advantage when you're in, in a stadium full of, you know, 70,000 people screaming and hollering. I mean, it's, it's very, very good. So I think, you know, if he continues to be like that, which I think he will be, um, it's just in his nature, um, you know, that will help moving forward. Did anybody throw after you for on your for your last throw the
0: 81-25 did somebody else have to go or did you know right away I'm, I'm the gold medalist
2: um so they reordered after the third round so it was like the the first position through last of the eight and like the eighth position through first um and then after the fifth round they reordered again so my fifth throw is my eighty-one twenty-five. so i threw last so i i kind of i, I got to wait and see what everyone else threw and then once everyone's done, I knew I won on my very last right. throw. Right. And yeah. statistically, not many
1: people do well on that last throw after they know they've won the gold medal. They either, you know, dump it or mm-hmm. it doesn't go far. He goes out and throws Okay, so you had already you had already again. won
0: the gold then yeah. by the time your, yeah. your other throw came. So, yeah. could,
1: so to go out and, <coughs> and on your last throw throw over 81 again was
2: very, very yeah.
0: impressive. And what was that moment like? I've seen the video. You go over to Dylan. Dylan's hoisting you up in the <laughs> air. What Pretty was exciting. that moment like?
2: Um... I didn't I didn't really let myself get excited. Um, but I got I got the clap going. Everyone everyone in the, <laughs> everyone in the stadium was clapping. It it sounded amazing. Like a, like a Viking yeah, clap yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like a, like a, you know everybody like okay yeah. Yeah. The volleyball yeah, so, yeah. Um, so like it's just super loud and I, I wanted to throw far on that last one. Um, and that's sort of when I let myself get excited on that very last throw. Um, and then after that it kind of all hit me. Yeah, uh, Yeah. And then I went over to Dylan, he hoisted me up. There's an yeah. awesome photo of that. Yeah,
0: I've yeah. seen that. Um, it
1: was an exciting time.
0: Yeah. What about for you? Because I mean, you've coached him now. Well, that's another thing, too. The guy was throwing 55 metres when he showed up here. That's three <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And now he's world champion, 81 metres. You're a big, and Dr. B as well. So yeah. what did it mean to you to see that happen?
1: I mean, you know, I think Ethan was definitely, um, you know, a, an under-trained kind of part-time amateur thrower when I got him. And he was more solely focused on being a basketball player at the time. And um, so there was obviously a lot in the tank and he's got the tools and has the right, you know, um, just the right variation of all the tools and yeah. the head and good shoulders on his, on, or a good head on his shoulders. And so I think it's a combination of many, many things, you know, a good training system, a good, good facility that we train in, um, lots of support here in Kamloops, um, a great club. Um, I could go on and on and on, but it's 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 just a you know a variety of reasons why we've he's had the success that he has. Are you guys buddies? Like, are you guys we're buddies? Or, or too, yeah, I yeah, know yeah, yeah. for sure. But we were you know that we we keep that line too, right? He knows yeah. that you know we, we've got to keep that athlete and coach relationship. What about the night of the um, goal?
0: Did he go out in Hungary together? Have some yeah, fun? Yeah, we, we did. Okay, family <laughs> there
1: too, which was okay. which was awesome. Um, and so uh, we went out and. and about a few celebration uh, drinks, I guess, Yeah, <laughs> you could say.
0: Um, Dr. B, let's talk about Dr. Yeah. B. I call him like the mad throw scientist because I've seen how he works, you know, yeah. like he kind of ambles around and he kind of mumbles things, but you understand, you yeah. guys understand what he's saying. So yeah. what's it like to work with him and how influential has he been?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he's the godfather of throwing, you know, he's, yeah. he's the guy, he's got all the tools and, and having him... Um, kind of work pocket. with Dylan yeah he's just it's been uh extremely helpful obviously there's been some incredible growth through him and Dylan um, yeah I
1: mean I for me is is a you know an athlete and person so I've been very fortunate to have him um you know be in our corner and I've worked with him for a long time for probably almost 16 17 years now yeah. so that's pretty special you know I've sat with him on a daily basis uh, for many, many years. Um, you know, twice a day when I was an athlete, and I've learned a lot. And I've basically, you know, I've taken what I've learned from Dr. B and, and used the same training mythologies and have, you know, implemented them into yeah. his training. Did he,
0: has he talked to you after I said anything to you since he won gold? Do you know, any words? Yeah. We went up
2: there. Yeah, right we, up we the went house. up there yeah. a couple of days ago and had a really nice conversation with him and just kind of. Kind of talk through the whole uh, competition and everything.
1: Yeah, was he so he what was he?
0: he
2: well, was he was, the, he was yeah. ecstatic. He was super excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, to, just to see that come from you know Camloops and where he is and where our club is and myself and Ethan and just just our group. I mean, it's uh, it was it was amazing. He he really uh, was excited. <clears throat> Any
0: other inspirations for you? You know, like anybody you thought about right away when you won gold? Anybody that that
2: in, that has inspired you? Family or some some kind of interesting story there? Uh, Yeah, I mean, my family was there, which was, uh, being able to do that in front of them was extremely special. Um, I mean, I have have idols in throwing, you know, that's, um, I definitely have some people I watch and analyze and want to kind of uh, look like technically, you know, like uh, Igor Astakovich is a big name for me for sure, and I try to, Mm. I I really like his technique, and I think he just, yeah, I try to, and I'm kind of the same, similar build as him, I think he's like six, he was six foot five, I think so it's a good kind of translation. I I had some fun in the paper I asked you about, you know, you look like a
0: viking, you've got a mustache and could you be on a cereal box, you know, like marketing (laughs) have you had any kind of marketing stuff come your way? (laughs) No cereal companies. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've got some things in the works right now and and, uh, I think some some deals will evolve, and that that stuff takes time. So Ethan's got a an agent in Europe that uh, will probably put something together for, for the new year.
0: Because you know you know about this. I asked you about this on the yeah. phone. Like you you have a finite time, athletes like you to capitalize on these things. And you yeah. win a gold, like
1: you got to strike when the iron's hot. That's just me guessing, sure. right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, you're, you're correct. And I mean it it is tougher in Canada. Um, but I think, uh, you know, we, we're going to reach out, we have reached out to some, uh, some people, and I think uh, hopefully we can seal a few deals going into, into Paris 2024. Yeah, River Song
3: Guitar. Uh, you
0: got any ideas <laughs> for, for one <laughs> of those? What for, would be uh, a good yeah. company to sponsor, <laughs> Ethan, do you think,
1: Mike?
4: I think we should do a guitar throw contest for charity. I, That's I, a great idea. Yeah. Awesome. I yeah, love it. I, yeah. I'm totally in. I think it would be fun to, to do, and, and uh, maybe that would uh, share it with the world, and, and uh, somebody might see it uh, somewhere else. So yeah. awesome. Anyways, we're proud
1: of you. Yes, yeah, that's you. pretty awesome. Thanks, that's great.
0: W- what about funding opportunities? Are we not are we not the national throw center anymore here?
1: No, we're not. That that changed uh, when some new um, leadership came in, uh, in, well many years ago now but, with Canadian um, track and Field? Yeah. So, and once you have somebody in a new position, every. You know, decade or, or you know, oh, yeah, every decade, things do change. So yeah. the model changes, new ideas come to the table. But um, that being said, we've still treated it like one. Yeah. And um, with the strong community support and city support, um, the club, you know, nothing has really, really changed as far as like support services. Well, cool. I was just saying, like, something like this, can't you say, like, hey guys, I mean, yeah. 55
0: meters 2020, 20, gold, gold medal three years later. Good I mean, argument. Is, there, is there opportunities for for you and the club and I don't know you t- you talk about Pacific Sport and Countless Track and Field Club yeah. I mean, is there opportunity to kind of bring something like that here or some kind of funding nationally?
1: Maybe um, you know it, it is tough because there's obviously not a lot of money to go around nationally. Yeah, um, and the money most of the money I believe comes from on the podium OTP, okay. which is uh, you know passed down from the government to them and then to the uh to the federations okay so you know there is only so much money but um you know hopefully we 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 can in the future at least maybe even get a sponsor on board um with ethan and and for the club as well
0: paris next year the big one 2024 olympics (laughs) you don't like to talk numbers as far as like distances but you have said before you generally in this sport you improve to your like 30 31
1: yeah, Ish. I mean, that's, that's individual um, for the athlete, but I, I, around there. Yeah. Yeah, around there. 30, 31, 32.
0: And you're how old? 21. So That's three Olympics. There's room, yes. There could be room to grow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what are your goals for the Olympics?
2: Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, obviously, you know, I want to be in good shape for it and perform at my best and go out of it knowing that I've, I've, I've um, can, given it all I've got. But I don't really know what that looks like right now. Yeah. It, it's, we're, it's, we're it's, in it.
1: We're in it to win it. But, yeah, but. of course. But um, you know, that's why we're doing this. We're, we're training to win. But you know, again, I don't like to talk the numbers. We right. know that. You know, the results are going to have to be better than this year. Um, at World Championships, they are going to be better, um, I think, um, in the finals. So, we just have to keep our heads down and keep training and doing what we're doing, and, and continue the program. Guys are com- going to come after you now, right? I mean, and you, you kind of yeah. shocked the world.
0: Too. The one interview I saw after is a guy. He was right after the medal ceremony. He's yeah. kind of broken English. Like, he's like basically like nobody knows who you are, and <laughs> now, <laughs> now you're a champion. So, but but now people know who you are, right? I mean, there's no hiding.
1: Yeah, that, that I mean. If I can say, like, you know, he's definitely lit a fire on everybody's butts. Yeah. And that's, you know, what's going to motivate people, right? And they know that they're going to have to really step it up just because of Ethan's age, I'd right. say, more than anything. Right. Right, because he's still got time and room to grow. Yeah,
0: and you kind of rained on the Hungarians' parade because they had a medal, Hope. Well, he still won bronze, which yeah, is good, yeah, but, yeah. but you you kind of ruined their parade there a little bit <laughs> in Hungary. A little bit, yeah. But, yeah,
2: um... yeah. Yeah.
1: But they
0: still loved you. I mean, like, you, you just oh, showed me a video a, yeah. of people, like, flocking amazing. to you. Amazing. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, you know, how they ran that event. And I've never seen this in my life. And I've been to a lot of world championships and Olympics. And, I mean, you know, Hungary is a big hammer-throwing um, nation. And their guy was, you know, obviously projected to probably win. They had a lot going for him. And they scheduled 100-meter. The same time, pretty much as a hammer. Yeah. And it was like, okay, the 100 ran, and then. So the hammer was last after the 100? No, the, the, ham, the hammer was running, and then the 100 ran. Yeah, okay. Sorry, the hammer, the the 100 the meter ran, and then, like, everybody just kind of went right back to the hammer. Yeah. And I've never seen that because, you know, there was. You know, usually at a world championships, the main event is hundred yeah. meters. Everybody's focused on that, but like it's like nobody hardly would <laughs> care. They were all watching the, the hammer throw because their you know their guy was throwing right. there and then Ethan threw eighty one meters and then you know the stadium went crazy and it just totally took the focus off of the hundred meters. Yeah. So how many people were in the stadium? I don't know, probably fifty to sixty-five thousand wow. somewhere in there. Future. Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. it was it was, um, it was packed. What's that like, I mean, having people, that many
2: people watching? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of had to ignore it for the most part because like you, you can't get overwhelmed in a big competition like that, and you, it's easy to do so. Um, so I definitely had to kind of keep the focus on on what I had to do, but it was, I mean, obviously it was an amazing experience being able to throw in front of that, yeah. that kind of stadium. Um, it was really special, yeah. Cool, anything from you, Mike? Anything else? Uh, you know, I just uh, I think it's
4: I'm uh, just think it's awesome, and uh, I remember watching that in the news. Uh, how much does a hammer weigh? Sixteen pounds. Sixteen pounds. So I, I have to put a little bit of weight into the guitar form.
0: Add some at the bottom. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure it's at the bottom. Yeah. At the
1: bottom.
0: <laughs> and you, you have to keep the mustache and the hair now, right? Oh I mean, yeah, it's staying. It's gotta,
1: gotta stay. stay. Yeah. 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 He's got that for <laughs> almost he, ever. Yeah. probably.
0: <laughs> okay, I think that's it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank nice you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Don't want the nine-hour cycle, please. Freaking $500 hydro bill piece of trash. Yeah, I need to speak to Gord on the Niner. Hey,
3: no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner.
0: First things first, pal, you should probably update your sign. Number two, my dishwasher is mangle, tangled again, the nine-hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have
3: a look. You got a price in mind? Money is not an obstacle for me. Money's definitely an obstacle. He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? Well, this here's gonna be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher, just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget-friendly model, still a great dishwasher, just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't
0: work for me. Let's see if you can fix mine at home. Alrighty
3: then. There you go, seems to be good. How's
1: the fridge working?
0: The fridge is fine, Gord. It's Steve. Okay, thoughts? You're still rattled, I think. I just, Yeah. Uh, uh, Drake. Some things just get you in a bad
3: mood all day and Drake's one of those. Any thoughts on the show otherwise? Uh, no, I think it was great. I, I loved seeing uh, Dylan and, and Ethan here. Um, you know, I have a theory as to why Ethan prevailed in the, in the World Athletic Championships. And um, while well, he beat the hometown hero, I, I'm pretty sure he was hungrier. Oh man, some of these jokes, like we're going to cancel ourselves here with these. <laughs> this could be the last show. <laughs> well, now that he's a professor, he's lost his sense of humor. <laughs> Mike, anything from you?
4: I learned that Drake does not have guitars on stage. Absolutely, and, uh, so you're on, I'm with
3: yeah. I'm with Chris. Yeah, absolutely. You know? learn to play guitar. Learn to Drake. play music. Learn to I'll sing. Help you. Learn to sing. Learn to do something <laughs> without <laughs> electronics and video. And pick up your guy at the border. <laughs> you know, Drake <laughs> would have been in the army. He would have been like he he, he would have lost. He would court-martialed because he would he would, have, he would have left everyone behind running because he can't. You know, he's probably a coward too. <laughs> oh, what's it's going it's on there? This <laughs> Drake
2: hatred. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's, it's you know, I I, I think about like
4: rock and roll stars and and. Uh, if I go across a border and, you know, they ask me some questions about drugs or something like that, and, and I I can imagine getting detained easily and, and stopped kind yep. of thing but some of these rock stars they live that lifestyle oh, i know it's like how can they not all be stopped I at the border well, and no, and what does this
3: drake guy have to do is did he kill somebody well the drake's guy got stuck there and drake of course kept going cuz he has no he has no team team <laughs> mentality Zach brown band great band they play real music they they play their instruments you they, have they no actually read music like, and they obligation. left the guy there and they said hey we're going to come back and they came back but obligation they said to the fans. All, all, all one for all all for one that's his mentality right it, drake and one other an audible thing, to make something know, happen one other thing elvis served in in, in in the military did drake no he didn't that's all I got but, to say. but a that. bigger
4: question is zach brown band is it chicken fried or chicken fries
3: fried See, that it doesn't make any sense it's a chicken fried it's, it's a whole it's, bunch it's, of chicken it's, fries yes, it's, it's, it's chicken and a chicken fried cold is,
4: beer on a sunday night yes. but chicken fried yeah, it's, and a it's, cold it's, beer on a sunday it's, night it's a food
3: of the deep south you've been to the deep south so yeah, you know the yeah, grits yeah, and the white fries gravy and makes everything more sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay thanks again we can't do our show without our sponsors we actually are having a great surge on youtube again thanks to all our subscribers we're up to 443 ish going toward 500 we were just getting to 400 now we're getting closer to 500. what are we going to do when we hit 500? we'll have a party have some kind of a party screen off
4: uh what's even worse is the cameras off
0: Oh. oh
3: oh there it is what happened Yep, there it is. Everything okay?
0: Huh. <laughs> still recording? they recording? We're recording, yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to watch that one back and see uh, how, yeah. when that happened. <laughs> well, we're still here in large part because of our sponsors. Volkswagen and Camloops. Thank you, Terry Lowe. The Magic Mirror, brought to you by Volkswagen every single week. Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center, Steve Rogers, my guy, Gord Stevens, and McDonald's, Brandy Seacon. We thank them very much, too. For Christopher Folds, for Magic Mike, for Bill, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week.
1: Yes. Last. Last. We-